0: You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Trek podcast. My name is Chris.
1: And I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate.
0: And it's time again for the Geek Card Check. Every episode, we're going to dive into a geeky TV show or movie that one of us or more hasn't seen and decide if it's required viewing to keep our geek cred. All right, Tyler, what are we talking about this week?
1: Well, this week we're going to be talking about that classic, that cult favorite, *Serenity*. Uh, but before we get to that, I think let's—I I just wanted to, to kind of check in with you guys. We're—we're uh, yeah. we're all kind of consuming different media right now. We're going all over the place with, uh, like, I'm doing a big, hallo, uh, a big horror rewatch. Um, Let's—what are you guys watching right now? Let's let everybody know what, what we're what we're getting into. Uh, Kate, what are you into right now?
2: So currently I'm not doing anything uh, science fiction. I'm diving into fantasy. Uh, I'm reading a new release called The Armored Saint uh, by Mike Cole. It's kind of a grimdark fantasy novella, uh, first in a new series. Um, Still pretty early in, so I don't have a lot to say about it yet beyond an interesting world. And then I just started uh, a big reread of uh, Lord of the Rings starting with Fellowship, which I know you, Tyler, uh, have a similar practice this time of year.
1: Yeah, this, I'm about to start. I've got a, a two plane flights in the next week, and then over the next month I, for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, I do. And, and I'm I'm hoping to tackle the um, Lord of the Rings then as well. I'm really excited to get my yearly reading done. Uh, so, is there anything else that you're watching, or is it just uh, is it books right now? You're really into um, to reading right now.
2: Um, I'm mostly reading at the moment. I did a lot of uh, movie watching and catch up this fall. And so I take a, took a break on that and I'm reading at the moment.
1: Sweet. Chris, what about you? What are you consuming right now?
0: Yeah, I've been really on this horror kick. You know, I'm not usually, like I said before, like a horror fan, but for some reason I've decided to find all the good horror movies And I remember hearing, and I think maybe you even mentioned this, Tyler, Scream as being one of your favorite properties. Yeah, it is. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, I want to watch Scream again. And I searched on my Apple TV and Netflix only had Scream 4. And I honestly couldn't remember what Scream 4 was about. I could tell you the plot of Scream 1 and Scream 2. I remember those very well. Yeah. I don't really remember Scream 3. I can't recall what that one is really about. But Scream Somebody 4, just,
1: tries to kill Sydney in that one. Yeah. No. It's I know. It's really
0: it's shocking. Oh my goodness. Well, so that sorry. is a, quite a twist. It's quite know, a twist right? from the other the other films. No, I I so, so I started I started to watch Scream 4 just kind of thinking, well I'll watch the first few minutes and remember kind of what it's all about. The first 10 minutes of Scream 4 is fantastic. Right? Um the entire movie is is actually quite good too, but the first 10 minutes are is actually genuinely hilarious and really kind of a riff on the entire genre and takes it even to the 11 you know if if scream was already self-aware scream 4 is aware that it's self-aware it is oh, just it's, it's so nuts good. yeah it is it is it's really kind of nuts now you know it's fine it's not like an amazing film but it is still it's a lot of fun and if you enjoy kind of being entertained while you're watching uh, a horror film and 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 it kind of you know taking a minute to self-reflect on what it's what it's done in the anyway it's just really it's kind of clever it really is clever um, oh, yeah. i kept i kept smiling and laughing and then i th- I thought i was only gonna watch the first few minutes of it but i ended up watching the entire movie and actually having a blast so scream 4 if you haven't it's on netflix And uh, I I would definitely recommend it. I think it's worth I think it's worth doing. iTunes actually right now has all four Scream movies for 10 bucks. Ooh, that's not bad. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm contemplating doing that because it's been a while since I visited those the first three films there. So anyway, Scream, that's been a lot of fun. And I also have you guys watched or seen anything about this new series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix?
1: I've really been wanting to watch it, but I haven't done it yet.
0: Kate, have you heard about this?
2: I saw it advertised. Is this supposed to be a, a reboot of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or is this something else?
0: I think so. Yeah, this is this is a a retelling, a reimagining of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which, which I think sounds terrible, um, but it's actually yes. from the same the same folks who I guess just reimagined um Archie in Riverdale Riverdale. I can't even
1: I can't handle that my students are all all over Riverdale Um, okay more of my like my last year's seniors were but I can't I can't get behind it from what I know Archie is having an affair with uh whatever the the female teacher's name who's young and hot instead of this like matronly old lady and I, Hmm. I can't I can't even handle that so no
0: I have not seen any of Riverdale, but for some reason I am looking for, I, I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, huge, which leads into our discussion um, of uh, what we're going to be talking about um, today. Um, but I, I did, I'm a huge Buffy fan. And so I love this idea of uh, the female protagonist going up, up against the, the forces of darkness um, and, you know, the supernatural uh all that kind of stuff I really kind of dig. And this kind of scratches that itch. And I've only watched the first episode, so I'm not exactly sure where it goes and if it's good at all. Um, but the first episode is really, like, much more hardcore than I was expecting it to be. It definitely, definitely has the feeling of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's very smart. Uh, it seems to be going places um, in asking interesting questions. So I'm hoping that it goes... In an interesting direction for the rest of the season i'm gonna probably i'm actually flying out to california um within the next couple of days and so i'm gonna load this on my ipad and probably watch a few more of these episodes and i'll let you know how it goes but so far the first episode anyway it is dark it is um much more uh, I don't want to say it, but not gory, but it is, it's much more intense than I thought it was going to be being a reboot or a remake of Sabrina, the teenage witch. It is, it is nothing <laughs> like that original uh, show. This is, this is something completely different and uh, I find quite interesting. So there it is. Those are my, uh, my couple that I wanted to, to mention anyway. It's what I've been watching.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's definitely been on my list, but I hadn't, I hadn't seen anybody who'd watched it yet. So, um, Mine for me, uh, I've. It's also a similar. It's a Netflix show. I've been watching The Haunting of Hill House, and mm. it. Have, and Chris, you have not watched it yet.
0: I have not. I've heard wonderful things from every single person that yeah. I have talked to. So, what 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 did you think about it? Is it is it worth watching?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. I would actually compare it. I would say it's it's Hereditary by way of The Conjuring.
0: Sort of. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. Um,
1: where, but but not as scary, I think, as either. Uh, so it's it's huh. nice and eerie, nice and brooding. Some decent jump scares. Um, I'm two episodes away from the end, and it definitely is all building towards something crazy. And so maybe it does get really nuts at the end. Um, but it is, I, I compare it to Hereditary in that it's it's uh, really about this dysfunctional family, this this family who is messed up by something, and they can't fix themselves but they also won't talk about it and and it's this um it's really uh it's very claustrophobic in a lot of places but then also has a lot of the tropes you know they're in a haunted house but or they were when they were kids it actually switches between two time periods they were when they're kids um in this haunted house and now they're all messed up and the house seems to be calling them home you know as as adults which is which is crazy Hmm. and uh yeah it's it's really, I think it's really well done. Very atmospheric, um, and and some things I really did not predict. So yeah, that's that's mainly what I've been doing. And and, and then yeah, same as you, the uh, kind of thirty-one days of horror. But I I sort of course corrected about halfway through. Uh, originally, my my thought was I'm gonna blow the doors open and just you know, kind of we talked about this last last time with Halloween. I'm gonna I'm gonna just expose myself to a bunch of just all the horror movies and let's see what I'm missing. And nope, I have decided, uh, most of it's garbage and I'm going to just, (laughs) (laughs) which I know a lot of people who are listening to this and you too, I think also are like, well, duh, most of horror is garbage. Um, (laughs) yeah, well, some of it, some of it, I was, I was really trying to, I was exposing myself to female horror directors, some, um, non, uh, some non, uh, English filmmaking uh, hang, as
0: well. You You were exposing yourself to oh female my God. directors? I, don't, <laughs> okay, I we would are not starting... recommend that. You, you should really stop that. <laughs> is that, that
1: why I've... I've been having a problem? Yeah. Um, this is horrifying, Tyler. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's back up. Uh, that's horrifying. I Chris,
0: love it, Kate. That's Chris, amazing. That's, <laughs> Chris that's horrifying. Is
1: to, Chris is going to cut all of that out. Nope. And, uh, <laughs> I have been trying to broaden my horizons by... <laughs> by
0: uh-huh. everything uh-huh. i say is wrong <laughs> yeah go ahead keep, keep going
1: no no no. I, i've been trying to broaden my horizons by yeah. watching Take the off. films created by f- female and non-english speaking film directors which i i haven't watched very many of those um and and actually those have been generally fairly good but then in that i was like well you know i've always heard about this movie i've always um seen this uh, like Dagon, uh, the eighties for putting out some really great, uh, horror films, but then we also get chopping mall, uh, or we, we, <laughs> <laughs> some of this is my own fault. I too I, I do recognize this. Uh, and, and so in the last, in last week or so, I really, I burned myself out on, on junkie filmmaking and I've just been going to standbys, you know, I've been going to back to the Blair Witch Project or. To uh to the Halloween movies, which I've which I've really loved, the Scream movies, The Shining, Nightmare on Elm Street, just because I was like these movies have endured for a reason. I don't, I I shouldn't I don't think I should have to be doing research into old horror movies to see what you know what's out there. Um, unless I'm hearing of something that's that's really um new and um and exciting, like a Hereditary or Mandy, which um, Chris and I you and I, we have talked about it, but I don't think we talked about it on air. Mandy is uh, Nicholas Cage's new horror movie uh, and it is one of the most bonkers things that i've ever seen in my entire life um it is it's a vivid piece of insanity um but that is also incredibly moving at the same time nicholas cage like if it wasn't a horror movie i'd say nicholas cage would be up for for just for a best actor just because that man puts everything into that role in this in this movie but um, yeah. it won't happen so
2: i'm not sure what so, everything wait, wait, thing I- is for nicholas cage but sure <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, I said the same thing. He's having an indie movie and, and specifically an indie horror re- renaissance. Um, he had mom and dad last year. He's had a few others. I uh, uh, was it Joe that came out um, a couple years ago. He's doing he's doing a really good job. Um, any when he's not doing something that's mainstream. It's really weird. So.
0: Oh, I recommended you watch a movie called The Final Girls. Oh, I'm I really forgot. curious what you thought about that movie. Oh man, movie.
1: how did I not bring that up cuz we we talked about that. Yeah, the, the Final Girls um that is it's weird it's weird like it's almost what Scream did for Halloween. Now Scream did it better, but what Scream did for Halloween this one does for for the Friday the 13th series. Yeah. It's a very self-aware movie. Uh, it's it's literally very meta because they they go into a movie in in it. They they yeah. walk it, it's through not, a movie it's screen.
0: Not, it's yeah. not trying to do what Scream does no. at all. It, no, it it's is, not trying that. No, it's, yeah.
1: just, it's just being very self-referential. It's uh, of of hey, we're here. how do we survive literally a horror movie that we have fallen into? Um, how right. do we get to the end and kind of outsmart the Jason character. It's it's very funny. Uh, it's it's. Really weird and and uh, lots of lots of crazy CGI. Uh, you know, people people falling off things and getting hit by stuff. It's 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 a funny yep. funny movie. Really it is good. great
0: and there's some really great uh, kind of camera movements. Too. Yes, there's this there really one are. Sequence in which the camera moves so fluidly and wonderfully, and I just I, it blew me away. I, yeah, I, that movie just full of style. Uh, yes, and uh, it's, I really appreciated it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well. If we're if there's nothing else on this uh, on this kind of current stage, let's let's move on to Serenity. What do you guys think? Let's do it. All right. Well, so we are talking about Joss Whedon's Serenity, which is the sequel kind of wrap up film at the end of the cult classic uh, series. Firefly. Chris, did you did you watch Firefly when it came out?
0: Uh, I did not watch it while it was airing. I watched it after it had uh, been cancelled and the DVD set was uh, available. gotcha It was recommended to me and I consumed it rather quickly uh, I, I, it's, it's really sad that I didn't know about it. I mean I think it was it was on while I was in college yeah um, and so I just I didn't even have cable at that point in time. I was focused on other things and so just totally missed it but man the, when I watched it in DVD, I fell in love with it
1: nice Kate what about you did you watch it when you were in college or sorry let me ask that again Kate what about you did you watch that while it was on originally or DVD
2: I also uh, did not see it until DVD and it was pressed into my hands by a co-worker with a very fervent um, um, message about how I should you know Completely changed my weekend plans to watch this, but also to make sure to watch <laughs> it in the right order because the order really matters. And Fox screwed up, and then there was this very long diatribe that I got sort of lost in pretty quickly about about how it you know <laughs> was short shrifted. Same, uh, in its I think. Day I think that was and, that was know.
1: my experience. Was make sure you watch this in the right order.
2: Yes, yeah, and so I I did where, watch it. on Where DVD. does it fall
1: for you guys? And, and I know this is background. We haven't even gotten into the to the show right now, but. So, Kate, where does this one fall for you? Where does the show *Firefly* fall for you? Is this essential viewing? Is this, uh, is it, is is it already in the Geek Card territory, or uh, is it dependent on the on the show? Where is *Firefly* for you, Geek Card wise?
2: Yes, I believe that *Firefly* is essential viewing. I feel like every um, good sci-fi fan should see it at least once. You don't have to love it necessarily, but I do think it's essential viewing. Awesome, Chris. Where are you on that?
0: No, there's no doubt. I think you absolutely must see this series. Firefly is fantastic. There's very little else like it out there. It is so well composed and written, great science fiction, uh, wonderful stories, and the characters are just so stellar. It, 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 Joss Whedon is a master when it comes to ensemble casts, and this is really unlike anything else. Uh, so, yeah, no, Firefly is Without a doubt, very high, very, very high on the Geek Card Cred uh, Index, whatever we call that. Yeah. It's right there at the top, no doubt.
1: Well, so with that, I think this is where we we have to make sure we're really clear. We're about to spoil a whole bunch of stuff for the show, Firefly. So if you haven't seen it, stop listening to this right now. Go yeah. watch it. It's only 14 episodes. Won't take you too long. We will wait, uh, and you can come back and, and then listen to this. Um, or hey, if you're if you're fine with it, and and you know, Serenity was made to be a standalone entity. So at the very least, um, you know, there there is that. And if you're not planning on going back to Firefly, then then stick with us. But I think let's uh, let's press onward and. Just let's give our overall thoughts on Serenity. Where where are you guys? When uh, when you see Serenity, can you um, can you separate it from from where it came from, um, or is is this a movie that is that is so tied? I mean, do, is this something that you can even watch um, watch on its own? Or sorry, is this something that you cannot watch on its own because it's it's so integrally tied to the thing that came before it? Chris, what do you think?
0: I think it would be a little. I don't want to say silly, but I think it's, it's, it's not a good idea to walk into this movie without having seen the series. I think you'll be lost. You won't really have any affinity for the characters. Several of these characters kind of show up and then disappear rather quickly, um, and you're just meant to understand that there's some sort of history there. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of, like, book. Um, so, like, you know, y- you want to... You want to be familiar with these things before you walk into the show. And I think it would be much better that you watch the show, enjoy that universe, and then know that the, the kind of final adventure is, is in the film. And uh, that's that's the right way to, to experience the story. I, I really wouldn't recommend to anyone that they just watch the movie uh, because I think that would be a bad, a very bad kind of first step.
2: Awesome, Kate. What do you think? Um, I agree with Chris. Um, I think that Serenity on its own could be an all right sci-fi thriller, but uh, you're really missing the character, the world, the references. Uh, there, there are things that in the movie I think are just would be very legit critiques of it not being a great film on its own if you did not have the background of the show. It, it the movie takes advantage of all the best things of the show and then packs that into a a tightly um, woven film with great story, with fun. All of that chemistry works because it's pulling from a background rather than having to source everything from its own uh, entity on its own. So I definitely agree that you um, are really doing yourself a disservice. If you really don't want to commit to Firefly before, okay, watch Serenity, but I don't think that you're really going to get much out of it if you do it that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's, it is, uh, it's so dependent on, on what came before it, And I think that's, that's both a positive and a negative. I, I, I am very far removed from Firefly itself. I've seen it one time. Um, I was, I was telling Chris before we, we got on, I, I don't remember much of the last part of Firefly. I've seen the first, I don't know, three, four or five episodes, A lot uh, because I think I've started to rewatch *Firefly* again and again and again and just not followed through. So I could I remember the first few episodes, um, but this almost reminded me. It it reminded me of um, *Star Trek: The Next Generation*, um, or sorry, I should say *Star Trek Generations*, which followed um, the Next Generation. And what if, man, what about the people that went to see *Generations* that had no connection to *Star Trek* the show? Would it make any sense to you? Does that does that connection seem out of out of left field for me, uh, Chris? What do you think?
0: No, no, no. I mean, it, it, look, all of these. If you go to see a movie that is the, you know, direct sequel to a television show, I think you understand, or it is maybe at least kind of understood, uh, that you need to at least understand in general terms who these characters are. It would be very strange for you to sit down and watch Generations and for the very first time you see Jean-Luc Picard on a, you know, uh, old frigate, uh, you know, ship, literal ship in the middle of the ocean. Um, And then suddenly a a door appears and then he walks into a futurist. That would just be too much. You need to kind of at least have an understanding of, oh no, okay, yes. That's Jean-Luc Picard. Obviously, they're on the holodeck right now. Right. If you don't get that, because that's the first time we meet Jean-Luc Picard in Generations, it would be a very confusing moment for, I think, first-time viewers. Um, I mean, maybe it would be cool. Maybe it would be an interesting, like, oh, that's cool, they're on the holodeck. But at the same time, I feel like, boy, you didn't have seven seasons with these characters. Right. You don't understand why it's funny that, you know, Data pushes Worf out, off of the ship. Like, none of that stuff would make any would make any impact on you it would just seem kind of strange fast forward you know it just wouldn't make any any sense you've got to have some understanding of the of the characters before you walk into a film that has been based on you know episodes and episodes and years and years of of character development no doubt um i was just
2: thinking i was reflecting as chris was talking on how um uh the world building that does not have to be done that's taken for granted um in the star trek films in serenity um how much more boring of a film they would have been had they tried to make the film for the general public who had not seen the show and they had to do all the setup world building etc they really would have been far less of a film and that was making me think about how many different sci-fi uh, TV franchises have had TV films or feature films and I was kind of getting lost in the realization that that seems to be a common thing in sci-fi uh, storytelling where we have uh, films either completing uh, show arcs because uh, uh, Stargate is another one that did it um, they're either completing show arcs or they're leveling up because they have that, that size of an audience That uh, I think there's some mysteries that do that but really it's science fiction that's probably most known for doing this in a big way
0: yeah fandom i think as a whole of anything that's like we said geek geeky or nerdy we seem to do these um bring it back campaigns right yeah. bring it back right. to life i mean star trek is the most famous version of that right i mean you know Absolutely. star trek uh was canceled you know and then suddenly somehow you know what is it it was a decade later it 13 was breath- years later yeah yeah breathe back new oh, sorry, 10, life years, into 10 years later yeah so that that was my that that's the whole point is is that that kind of i think maybe even started this whole idea is that if you love something enough you just keep the if the fandom just keeps saying no there's an audience for this there's an audience for this eventually you know the 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 people higher up say well maybe we can make some money serenity mm-hmm. wasn't that case <laughs> serenity did not do well oh um, no it 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 was i
1: uh, yeah. wouldn't call it a bomb but it had a 39 million dollar budget and it made yeah. about 39 million back in the box office
0: yeah so it did not do well it was not and again like that's 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 not including promotion and all that right stuff. so um so contrasted yeah I, that with say that the generations, serenity-
1: which had a 30 contrasted with generations which had a 35 million dollar budget and made 120 so it's yeah. it, but again they have they have not only seven mm-hmm. years with that crew but 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 you know, at that point, what is it about uh, thirty years with Star Trek? Almost so they they've got more to build on. I almost I almost wonder is it is it some kind of I wouldn't say a mistake to try to make this into a film, but just I don't know where they were they banking. On their audience much more than they they should have been.
2: Um, I think *Serenity* is kind of a unique situation because you know, as you noted uh, with *Star Trek*, there were there were many years of of seasons leading up to the film releases, and there was precedent for it. Uh, the original series did it, and then the next generation did it. With *Serenity*, the irony is is it had such a brief period of time on television that a lot of people missed, and the people who did see it, it wasn't uh, done correctly, etc. And then you have this film that's unusually good quality for coming practically out of nowhere. And so in some ways, I think, um, had the show had a, it had the show had a larger uh, audience or had more time on the air, there's no question that Serenity would have done really well. It would have been a big hit, but it just had too little of a base to pull from at the time. And so I think it was a timing problem because it wasn't a quality of a film problem. I, I, I genuinely think timing was what, what killed Serenity in the box office.
0: Yeah, and I can't remember exactly. I remember though the the, the when Serenity was actually released. We to talk about timing. I think it was released at an odd time of the year too, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember thinking, boy, that was a mistake. Like that's when people don't go to the movie theater. It was August um, 22nd. August 22nd. Yeah. Then, and and so it's just you know end of summer, way way you know end of summer, you know that kind of stuff. I just I just unfortunately I just feel like was. Um, was not really well regarded at the end of, of, of the time, and then it just when I mean well regarded, I mean well regarded by like the studio heads. They didn't have much. Uh, they did it, but they didn't have much uh, feeling it was going to do well, um, and it didn't. Uh, so, and that's why we didn't get any more of it, which is kind of sad. But it is what it is. Uh, it, it's it's it is kind of sad that it didn't do better, uh, you know. What are, do? A, what are you gonna do? It's a weird yeah. kind
2: of echo because the same thing happened to the show, it happened to the film. Yeah. You know.
0: Yes, exactly. That's right.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and it's it's one of those films that is
1: I I think we all agree it's it's well regarded. It's got an eighty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it didn't it didn't get trashed. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. So it's it's a good film it just loses with that with a lack of built in audience it doesn't it doesn't try to open itself up to another audience you know it doesn't take the time to sit and world build here again other than kind of a just a redone opening from the which is basically a redo of the uh of the title credits of, uh, of Firefly so yeah it, there's uh There's some problems, but but I want to make sure. I guess it almost seems to be like I'm bringing us down right from the get-go. What works really well in this film here? Um, Why is it a really solid film, not just character-wise, but thematically? Um, Kate, what, what stands out to you as really strong about this film?
2: So this is classic sci-fi in the sense of you have a family-style crew at work that audiences really connect with. You you feel the dynamics between them. Um, thematically, you have um, um, things that are common in sci-fi, such as um, a government project gone awry that's a huge secret cover-up. Like There's that mystery element to it that everyone wants to know what's the deal, and there's the... I mean, somewhat of a surprise, it depends depends on the viewer, but something of a surprise of, oh, wow, um, look who really created the Reavers, these horrible uh, creations. Uh, there, there's all these pieces uh, of a mystery in there. You've, so you've got mystery, you've got family, you've got the irreverent humor, which I think is quintessentially American. Not that other countries don't do it, but we love our irreverent humor. Um, there's also... Um, the frontier aspect, it's a space Western, essentially, and and we love our Westerns, but this is a Western that's uh, been updated for a new setting, for a new time period, um, and so it uh, ties into the themes of, you know, rugged individualism and, you know, flipping your nose to the, the man, and like all those pieces, Joss Whedon is a master of putting them together into a really compelling tale that is well-balanced, it's fluid, it's well-paced, it's fun, Uh, it's the it's the whole package
1: yeah it was i i I think i really agree overall i i gotta say the other than the the well-paced part i i i think i texted you guys when i was about a third of the way through and i thought okay i'm not in love with this movie right now Um, i really was not was not in love with it except uh for when they got to when they when they um we're on the planet, and and I'm forgetting the name of the planet, and the guy who died, the uh, the priest Miranda? who died. What's his name? Uh, book? Shepard uh, shepherd book. Is that book? Oh yeah, shepherd book. Yes. Um, when when he dies, that ramped it up for me pretty strongly because I, I I again I had seen the show and I felt like the first the first half of the movie was kind of all over the place. It was kind of they were trying to bring back a lot of um I think a lot of uh, playing on a lot of things that I should have remembered from this series, but didn't, um, and then he died, and I did remember him, and I remember really liking him, and it's, and then they decide we are going to uh, Mal uh, decides we are going to cover this this ship uh, in in corpses and make it look like a reaver ship and get to the planet Miranda, and he pulls a gun on his crew, and I thought. Oh, this is the mal that I remember. Okay, this is the hardcore guy and he's he's even worse. He's not worse, but like um he's been pushed even farther than we've seen him and um and I, I remember even like leaning forward in my couch and going, "Okay, this is real now." And that was the point that that did it for me. Um where Chris, where are you on this is the, is the first half of the movie kind of are you are you sort of feeling the same way I am or is it strong across the board and I'm just uh, an old fuddy-duddy for not remembering?
0: Yeah, you're an old fuddy duddy. Um, I here, here's the problem. Here's the problem uh, with me and this film. Um, I I I love, I love, I love Serenity and I love Firefly. And there's there literally can do no wrong. Um, and I, I have a hard time being like, you know, a critic about this just because for me, it doesn't matter what the plot of this film is, genuinely, I do not care. I just want to hang out with these people. I love this crew so much that I would watch them eat potato chips in <laughs> the 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 mess hall for the entirety of three and a half hours, and I would love every moment oh, be of it. So, funny. I, actually, yeah. that would be hilarious watching yes.
1: Jane and Kaylee and Wash like just banter about while eating flies. Uh, flies. Flies. Where did I even? I don't. I, I don't can, know. I don't know what's happening right now, guys. Uh, well, know. they it would that would be interesting too if they ate flies. I
0: yeah. Well, I don't know anything about that. But here, here's what I'm gonna say is that this this ensemble group of ragtag characters doing these incredibly silly and also action and fun and nuts stuff. Their banter back and forth, mouths delivery. Every single piece about this feels like a lived in um, real world where these people, every time you get back in there with them, it feels like time has actually passed. It's not, it doesn't feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is a fake world and they hit pause in between episodes or in between um, episode and movie. It feels like there, there was, there was life before and after and that's the thing that just is so rich to me about this movie. And that's that's the way I guess I would describe this movie the best. Is it this feels rich. It feels like a old friends that I haven't seen in so long and I want to sit down and catch up with them. I want to experience life. I want to go through the pain. I want to go through the exciting bits, the action parts, and this the slow mo- mo- moments when they're eating, like I said, potato chips um, together around a table. I think all of it in context makes for something incredibly rich and interesting. Now, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The movie is not, like, perfect. It's not, uh, you know, the most incredible uh, plot with this uh, awesome, you know, Whatever, whatever—it's—it's it's none of that. But I, what I would say is, what it does better than anything else, and what Joss Whedon does better than anyone else, is tie and thread together a group of people into a tapestry that you just want to sit there and be a part of and just enjoy. And I—I I really do feel like this is a masterclass in creating a uh, characters that care for one another. Um, and actually have real issues and real problems um, who don't act outside of themselves it's so funny to me like most stuff that you watch by the end of two hours these characters have gone are completely different you know they start when in one place and then by the end they're completely different characters it's almost like you know, they've been written that way where, you know, of course they have, where they've been written to be, you know, suddenly all well improved, like, you know, old sitcoms used to be, oh, now we've, you know, now we'll always we get A's. Thanks so much. Um, that's not the, the case with this. There's still real people with real issues and problems. And I know I keep going on and on, but that is what I feel about Serenity and Firefly as a whole. That's why I love it so much is I feel like it's a real lived in world that is some of the best writing and banter that you can possibly get this side of the verse. So I love it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Kate, where Mm -hmm. are you on that same thing? How do you feel about that? Uh, Does does the character stuff outweigh maybe some of Kind of like I had said, I, I, I have some, some pause about the at least the first half of it. Second half I really enjoyed, other than the, the half hour long fight, I think, between Mal and the operative. But uh, where are you? Does, does character, does, does all that, that kind of nostalgic feels, do they, does that outweigh that my any reservations?
2: Well, let me turn that around for a second. Tell me in the breaking uh, out of River from that facility, tell me that didn't have you and grab you and you wanted to know what was going on so good no that was cool that, I that was
1: that was really good I, I liked it but I also I felt like we knew that sort of like before I don't know and, and that's what I I drew from from the film I felt that that was something we already knew and so I was I mean I, I definitely I I kind of assumed um I assumed that it was a flashback sort of so I guess I wasn't completely wrong but
2: yeah I mm. was fine but it wasn't about no, that's, knowing that's, that's what happened because I, I went in yeah. knowing this, and I still was on the edge of my seat, like watching them pull this off. Even though I knew exactly what was going to happen because I'd seen yeah. it before.
1: Well, maybe. So. so what I what I will say with with River and uh, first Summer Glau's performance was definitely str- much stronger, I think, than than in the show. Um, I and and again, this I am so. The show is is so far removed from me i mean i probably watched it when it first came on a dvd and that was that was it that was the last time um and uh so summer Glau's performance was really good i always love her but i think it ramped up even in this one and then we get awesome we get awesome ninja river who is uh there's like a, a code word to shut her off i loved that i thought that was super cool um but yeah i i i think i think some of that stuff in the first half hour um was there were some really cool moments, but it Mm -hmm. felt, it felt like they were, they were finding their footing for a while. Um, and then again, then it got, I, I was seriously invested when, when Mal pulled a gun on them and said, we're going, you know, you're dressing this thing up to look like a reaver. And, um, is it Kaylee who says, uh, but these are our friends. You want us to strap them to a, to a ship and fly. Um, and, and he, he basically says, yep, get on or get off. Uh, and, uh, I I was super invested at that point because we had we had real stakes between the characters um, at that point. And Mal, remind me, and you guys again might be fresher on this than I am. Um, Mal is always hard and tough in the in the show. Is he? Is he? I mean, has he pulled a gun on them like that or that blatantly in the in the show?
0: Um, I don't remember a specific time when he pulled a gun on them, but I don't think that's out of his character at all. He's always just like we so saw at the beginning of this film he is more than willing to risk an, or or at least you know uh sacrifice lives for a himself b the loot or you know c very last his crew right um, you mm-hmm. know he's he is a he's a pirate you know what i mean that yeah. for all intents and purposes he 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 knows the score he understands like he is how would we say it battle um battle hardened for sure he, he makes decisions real quick and just says you know what a plus b i know that's a hard decision you're moral and you want to you know sit here and like debate all these things but no i'm just going to make this decision right now and just say this is the best way of doing it and he makes that call that's why he's such an interesting leader an interesting character is because he although although he is loyal he is also understanding like two steps ahead. Like if I take on this guy at the very beginning of this film, they're doing this like heist moment and there's a ancillary character that tries to jump on their oh, their um, their little ride conveyance, whatever, with them. And he just pushes them off and then he gets killed by the Reavers that are attacking. Um, and he made that decision. I mean, he literally it killed was also that dude. Exactly. Exactly. And he had no in, he had no qualms, no problem making that that moment. He didn't right. think about it afterwards. Like, oh man, that was really bad. No, no. no. He understood that was a score. That was what what it cost. We're gonna make it happen. Um, and anyway, so that's what makes him yeah. an interesting character is because he is he is an antihero at the very core, but at the same time, he does have some heart.
2: Yeah, that's why he needs Zoe and Wash because I think um, yes. he can be sometimes like Jane in terms of, you know, cold and calculating and you you do what you have to do, but at the same time, he needs uh, Zoe and Wash to remind him of his humanity of what doing the right thing actually looks like and means even whenever it's going to cost them. Um, And so, I mean, that's part of why uh, spoiler alert, Wash's death is such a huge thing. Um, It's not just that you love him, and yes, it's gutting, sorry for the pun, didn't mean that, um, but it's um in in a way that there's something meta going on there too about you know the decision they made when they brought the rivers there the death of the moral conscience sort of because they they had to do that uh in order to take down a greater bigger evil but yeah shades of of gray and mess all over the place um that's just mal yep yeah I and and I'm
1: going to I'm going to build up on that in just a second but you brought up the death of of Alan Tudyk's character Wash. I did not see that coming. My jaw just hit the floor at yeah. that point. I mean, Alan Tudyk is one of my favorites anyway, basically in anything. He is my favorite. Um but I oh man. And what and what's the the line that he says I'm a leaf leaf dancing on the wind, is that what it is?
2: Yeah,
0: which a is leaf actually on
2: the, a leaf on the wind, which is actually a Dune reference, FYI. Is it? I didn't. Re- a, I didn't realize it's not it was. a straight quote. It's a paraphrase. Um, Apolitrides from uh, one of the f- earlier films that was made that was so terrible, but it's a cool reference. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: It. Oh man, that that hit me really hard, and uh, it, it just because yeah because I love him, and so that pushes them even further, and they they have to deal with that, they have to wrestle with it, they have to get the job done, and then they have to, to deal with that, and I thought that was really well well done. Um, let's uh let's jump into our shades of gray issue here we we've got this uh we've got this this it's the alliance am I correct on that I'm forgetting the the name um, we've got the alliance that is yep. that is kind of our our big over overlord Empire sort of of uh trope um but they're and they're not I don't think that they and I could be wrong I um and I think I feel like I read this somewhere where, where the alliance was not intended to be this this the empire. They're actually this kind of. They began as actually rather benevolent, but have lost their way and have become just too overreaching. Um, and then we we get the this idea that uh, that they uh, we or this revelation that they accidentally created the reavers when trying to pacify a population, and the reavers have now come back to, to essentially um, bite them, and we have, we have this big battle between them on the in the um, outside of the planet. I forget the, the name of the planet right now, uh, which is. Miranda. A really great. Uh, is it outside of Miranda, or is it after? Is it a different planet? It was. It's outside of Mister Uni- Mister Universe's planet.
2: Oh, you mean if, at that um, point? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and I think I think that, by the way, was a, a phenomenal looking space battle, um, but. We've got the Alliance, and and they're overreaching. What what thematic stuff are we pulling from the Alliance versus this ragtag team? These aren't rebels. They're not trying to bring the Alliance down. Um, you know, they're not trying to to kill the Emperor, so
0: uh, so to speak. Um, well, they they were though. I mean, that originally, is originally,
1: yeah, that's true. The I brown
0: coats. I mean, yeah. I mean, there there is history there. It's not like um, uh, the brown coats. Uh, exactly like what um, what this regime has ever done. I mean, sure. uh, Mao spent most of his life uh, fighting uh, this force, um, and so that's why he continues to wear this this brown, coat, brown coat in defiance. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, and yeah, if yeah, yeah. the fight, but he's not continuing.
2: Well, if the fight Thanks. had not Keep been on. made personal by Shepard Book and others getting, you know, dragged into it and killed, he probably would have never taken on the Alliance and, and discovered everything that that goes along with this. So this is a this is a personal thing for him. It's not a I'm gonna take down yeah. the man.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is this is definitely an expansion. This is a cinematic view where the television show was much more they're kind of just a ragtag, you know, no one there's a blip on the radar screen, no one really uh, cares about what they're what they're doing on a massive scale, uh, where this movie obviously they get thrust into a you know a major you know uh, confrontation with them. I think we should probably bring up uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I think yes. is how you uh, pronounce uh, the actor's name uh, here. He, you know his character. From the very beginning, you know he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I really enjoyed his injection uh, into this cast Absolutely. because it makes everybody else, uh, pun kind of intended, on edge, um, and uh, definitely he he he's definitely a force uh to be cuz he he's he has such an interesting morality where he it's kind of like mm-hmm. i have this one thing i know i'm evil and i'm not looking for redemption i'm going to do the evil so the good can live and i believe i'm i am serving the greatest good so i am going to do the greatest evil in order to allow those people not to get their hands dirty um and so mm-hmm. you know it was an interesting uh interesting character to have that is a lot more nuanced than i would say normal kind of quote-unquote bad guys have in these kind of films oh Uh, for sure yeah i found him really great in this Uh, yeah really really good
1: he's not i love him he's not mustache twirly you know he's not um it's not even personal really between him Uh, well on his side it's not personal between him and mal mal makes it personal um but we we that that moment after um when when Mal and them are trying to, to figure out where where to lay low for a little while, we find out you know um, everybody has been blown to blown to bits. All of their allies are dead. Um, and they, yeah. he essentially says, if you if your quarry goes to ground, make sure there's no ground for them to go to. Yes. Um, it, which is a brilliant line. And I was like, wow, I, that's that's a great that's actually a really good story point that, that we don't <laughs> see very much. Um, and then and then it gets even more sinister, but so warmly sinister um, that it's 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 even more terrifying. He says, uh, Mal says uh, you know, difference between you and I is I don't kill children. And the operative says, I do if I have to. And, yeah. and it's just so pragmatically evil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that total war. Exactly. Oh, I, I, really, I did love that. I, th- I think that was that around that whole part, you know, where, where, where it becomes personal for Mal, I got fully invested and was super, uh, super bought in. It just, it just, I think it just took me a little bit longer to, to get into it.
0: Yeah, I mean there's that earlier, you know, moment when he is, you know, debriefing with the original um I don't know, like keeper R- Rivers originally Rivers, yeah. yeah, whatever that guy's name was and then he made him fall on his sword oh, and so said, you know, good. this is this is a good death. You know what I mean? Like it's all done in a spirit of like honor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, this is this is this is an honorable way to go. I'm going to kill in order to you know, reach the goal that no one else can. Yeah. Um,
1: and even even to Mal, you know, he's saying, look, Hey, it's honorable. You guys are fighting for what you believe is right. Hey, right. It's, this is okay. Basically, you know, let it happen is essentially what he's, he's saying. And then, uh, and then it, it comes to an end. I, 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 I think he was a super intriguing character. I was going to ask you if I had forgotten him from the show. I didn't think I had, but uh, no, he's, yeah. he
0: is not, he is not on the show. No, no, not at all. Yeah. He is a new, new, new character.
1: Yeah. What do you think? Let's let's get into the to the alliance just a little bit more. What do you think about uh, this whole thing on the planet Miranda, where we discovered that they've uh, that the alliance has accidentally created the Reavers. They were going to they put this they put something in the air in the terraforming um, process to pacify the people on the planet, um, and that, that essentially led to everybody sort of lethargically uh, sitting to death. Uh, yeah. Where, except for that, what is it? Ten percent of the population, which became reverse is there something deeper and bigger in that that I think we that we should be pulling out of? Is there something major we should be, um, we should be taking from that, Kate?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, this it's it's all throughout Firefly, but definitely through Serenity. Um, the idea that if you um, purge what is dark and bad out of humanity, what do you have left behind? This is a very common theme in uh, science fiction, and this makes the point that that you can try that, but there's always unintended consequences, and that human beings are meant to be messy and difficult. I mean, the entire crew of the of um, um, this ship they personify what messy looks like messed up lives morality issues the works and it's making the point that that's better than a world in which you're trying to uh rid uh bad things of uh, get, get rid of bad things in humanity but at an unacceptable level of cost and damage granted unintended but then what did the alliance really do about that you know
1: right yeah i agree i i I was, I was super intrigued by that where, where they are just, the Alliance is just kind of like, well, yeah, we were just trying to pacify them. You know, we were trying to take them out. It reminded me of the purge, frankly, mm-hmm. the purge movies, which is we're going to, we're going to, uh, except they, they, instead of, um, pacifying the emotions or suppressing them, we're going to get them all out. But then theoretically, okay, then we'll be super peaceful by the, uh, with the, with the rest of our time, um, and, yeah. it's, and that is something that just kind of comes up again and
2: again. And is any moral taken to an absolute extreme where there's no room left for humanity? Is a moral still a good one at that point in time?
0: Yeah. Or is it, we, are we even still humans anymore? Like you said, Kate, like we have to have a certain level of messiness. Uh, we have to be okay with the fact that we're different and that some people are going to be, quote unquote, broken, hurting, suffering, um, mm-hmm. in pain, in mm-hmm. love. Um, all of these things. And we have to get together. We have to be a family despite our differences and not try and force mm-hmm. some sort of uh, commonality where we, you know, we all agree that these are the set of rules um, that you know, we, we must do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And if not, then you are you know, outside of us. We're no longer you know, welcome here. You have to do. So that's one of the things that I, like you mentioned before, that is so wonderful about this show is that everyone's broken Everyone has an issue, a problem. Mm -hmm. There's no one here that you can sit down and say, well, this is the perfect example of a hero or uh, of a human or, uh, you know, whatever. It's much more like, no, this is a perfect example of a family who is totally and completely should not work just making it work, deciding that we are going to stay together even though it feels like they could fall apart at any moment. I mean, the ship is a literal... Um, uh, microcosm, is that what a word I yep. want to say? It's, it's a literal mm-hmm. example of this. It's constantly falling apart. It's constantly, you know, having issues and problems, but somehow it gets them where they need to go. And that's, it's beautiful.
2: Yeah. And, and I think working... that even fits. Go ahead. Keep going, Kate. They're working to make it, um, uh, to, to, to keep it together. That's actually what bonds them whenever there's not much else going yes. on. It's that fight to stay alive and to stay together i think the clearest example you have of a contrast in this is uh the operative where he is he is got one line he is clean he is pure and and resultingly evil in an odd kind of way he um he is the opposite of what they are and he's a beautiful foil for them
0: yep absolutely you're absolutely right
1: And I think that that's why the Western genre works for it as well. The space Western, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they're on the frontier of, of new space and all that. And it it works, it works very poetically in the, the frontier thing. We're all settling all these different worlds, but it also works with this, uh, with the, the, I hate to say big government versus individual thing. I don't really mean to get political with it, but other than it it is uh, it's, it's, Big government versus these people who are trying to, to just kind of be on their own and do their own thing, um, and and you kind of I I weirdly like that you see both sides in it. I do I, in no way do I agree with the operative, but you see you see like they're they're kind of just trying to expand and have control, and then the, everybody else is like yeah yeah, but that control means you're taking away my humanity. Um, right. And mm-hmm. I think it's I just think it's brilliant. I think it's so that part is so well done um thematically that that it is really it really is a shame we lost we lost the show and the, the, that the movie didn't go anywhere and, you know it was originally envisioned to be there's going to be a trilogy and then this one just bombed so hard that uh, it just didn't happen
2: yeah and they did yeah, I comic guess, you comic know, some books or graphic novels but i don't know how yeah. well they actually did sure well, and
1: weirdly, Whedon has done very well in that way. I, I don't know where the comics went either, but there was, you know, Buffy season eight and Angel season, whatever it was that it ended on. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I would say I would be curious to to read on. So,
0: no, I, you know, I think for me, it's one of those things that Serenity and Firefly work really well because there isn't any more. I know it's hard for me to like some most of the time there's that kind of feeling like, no, the, more is always better. But I genuinely do think what we have is actually really great. And to have too much more, I'm not sure it can be sustained. I don't think this level of, of, of what was happening would be would be all that great if we just continually had more and more and more. Sometimes it's good just to have what we have and enjoy it. And I do really think that that first season of Firefly and this film really complement things really great. Tell a wonderful story, you get to know a cast very well i know i'd love to spend more time with them but i'm grateful for the time that i had and i i i I, i'm kind of grateful they didn't it didn't become so successful where you know it was like nine seasons and kind of just became ridiculous i think what we have is really excellent and well done and some of the best sci-fi out there i think it's really really good stuff
1: well so on that note let's bring it back to the geek card so what uh we've we've said things like uh, best uh, best sci-fi out there you know uh, excellent space western and and thematic um, storytelling and character driven storytelling um, what makes this essential to the geek card you know I hadn't seen it up until this point and I felt like uh, I felt like my life was was doing okay but now that I've seen this where are we all on on this being an essential part of of uh, of our geek card on, on our checklist of what makes a geek card um, what it is Kate.
2: Um, I think uh, cultural penetration is certainly there. It, whether you've seen it or not, you've, you've heard of it at least. Um, wh- um, whether it's the, the diehard fans who uh, have angry frustrations that they will work out for the rest of their lives over it. Um, I think um, the storytelling really uh, makes it work. Uh, even if you don't love all of it, Joss Whedon has a real knack for touching people with his characters and his story. You you see it with Buffy, you see it with things he's done since then. Uh, In many ways he defined a generation with Buffy and I think that also works in the science fiction world with Firefly uh, and Serenity as a a complete package. Um, And I Hmm. think there's something Quintessential to the nature of the American spirit that is also in this, that I think a lot of people it really resonates with who might not otherwise like sci-fi a whole lot, but this reaches them in a way that um, is very recognizable to them.
0: Chris, what do you think? L- look, this is just, I do believe, quintessential viewing for any science fiction fan. It is definitely geek card worthy there's no doubt about that like you said before joss whedon's tendrils are all over geekdom right now and you know you see buffy the vampire slayer you see firefly you see the avengers uh you see angel you see cabin in the woods you see um you know all of these dollhouse d- yeah okay dollhouse <laughs> for a lesser uh, uh, w- but you know these 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 things are massive properties that are really incredible. And I think if you watch the Avengers, which is probably obviously uh, his most well-known, well-seen piece of work, um, arguably, I would guess I would say, maybe, but you, you, you watch that and then you watch something like this and you watch something like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and you see the exact same thumbprint, fingerprints all over this stuff. His way of making the 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 incredible seem mundane and relatable is just Mm -hmm. incredible a -hmm. a, a teenager fighting the forces of darkness should be silly and stupid and not really all that meaningful to you know me as a you know teenager growing up in high school but when i watched buffy the vampire slayer i was like i get what's happening like i understand that yeah she's fighting the monster, but I fight monsters too, and like like my, my friends who, you know, were watching this movie, the, the show with me were feeling that exact same way. It's just an incredible way of making the fantastical mundane and relatable. And that is powerful storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that this is Serenity and Firefly grouped together is an absolute essential view for anyone who cares about character understanding how those characters interact with one another and just some great science fiction storytelling. It doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm going to, I'm going to pin you both down on this one just a little bit. Is it, does it have to be serenity and, and firefly or can it just be serenity on our geek card list? Because if it is both, I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say it's just firefly. I'm going to say it's not serenity. You cannot, I don't think that you can watch it and, uh, and say this is essential sci-fi viewing i think it has to be both what do you guys think uh kate what do you think
2: i tend to see them as a package deal because it finishes the story um i don't see them as as separate things and i mean if you had to separate okay i would pick uh firefly over serenity but we don't have to do that they're both there
0: yeah that i I mean i I don't know why you're even asking the question i mean you know (laughs) because because honestly like you know I, I would say the same thing about any of the Star Trek films um, I'd say this cause we just talked we began this conversation with generations yep. right um, and so I think you know anything that continues the story this is obviously a continuation it is not the the start point um, so to say you know you you have you can't have the the first act you have to only have you know the final act well that's kind of Okay, sure, no, you're right. The final act does not look, work nearly as well. But I honestly do believe that this movie scene without the fire, the, the, the Firefly series, I think you can still enjoy and take away some some really great things. I, I think Nathan Fillion in this. I think um, Gina, is that her name? Gina what, Torres. What's, uh, yeah, Gina Torres in this. Um, I think um, the, the, all of the cast uh, is just spectacular, and I think you will enjoy it. But you will just have a deeper experience, a more rich experience, if you have seen Firefly. So I would, I would, I don't know if you're pinning me down or not. I would just say, um, I think Firefly is great on its own. I think it's really pinnacle, amazing. If you see it with the Firefly to begin with, um, and I would say that it's 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 geek card worthy either way. Absolutely. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna,
1: st- I'm gonna stick with my – I don't think that I was, I was even posing that you could separate them. I, I, just, I was wondering if
0: that's, if that's even. I'm just, I'm offended that you even asked. <laughs> right? I'm just offended you even asked.
1: Uh, good, because I, th- I think we're in agreement. I th- I'm offended. You know what? I'm offended that I asked. You good. Know? You Thanks. should be.
0: You should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself.
1: And and you know, I don't even know why. Like, it, frankly, Firefly is not. Here's why I say this: Firefly is not on Netflix, but Serenity is. Yes. And so stinking Hulu is making me because I started rewatching this. Uh, stinking Hulu is making me uh, watch all my commercials because I'm a loser that doesn't pay for uh, no commercials. Oh, but, but there's they're they're making me do that or switch over to Netflix and watch Serenity and and I'm offended. So I think it's Netflix. This is a conspiracy. Netflix wants us to separate them, and
0: I I say we don't stand for it. I don't know what you're saying, but okay. All, this right. Is just All what, right.
2: This is what happens when you take so long to watch it. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> it's my fault.
1: I know. It's fine. Um, so Okay, so in the next couple of weeks, we are going to be doing a short episode on the uh, Star Trek Discovery short trek, which airs November 8th. Thursday, November 8th. They're changing it up on us and switching everything over to the 8th. Or two Thursdays, I should say. And then after that, we're going to be digging into a film that none of us have seen, Brazil, 1985's Brazil, which is – I just was looking up the date for it. It is a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Yep. just going to say I think I'm pretty excited. I have no clue what to
0: expect other than weird. <laughs> yeah, from the trailer, yeah, weird. Yeah. Seems appropriate.
1: Alright, well, as always, if you guys will, follow us on Twitter. We are at The Next Trek on Twitter. Uh, we are occasionally on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, we're always excited to hear from you, to get some interactions. Tell us if we're crazy. We had some people, um, even in our own screeners family, who disagreed with our review on Halloween and, and thought we should hate it, I think. And, uh, yeah, just we're always excited to hear you guys. Live long and prosper. <laughs>